This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Titanic. Say the word and everyone everywhere knows the story. Whether you know, his, know the name because you saw the movie or know the name because you spent the bulk of your life in the 20th century, you still know the name Titanic means huge, gargantuan, immense. The word Titanic, which rhymes with gigantic, brings visions of unstoppable power, immovable force, and impenetrable, impenetrable resistance. The Titanic really set the tone for the next hundred years when 100 million people would be killed in the bloodiest century on record. In that single ship, the most advanced engineering, the heights of luxury and lavish design, the cutting edge of ingenuity were combined and epitomized. There was nothing greater or grander than the Titanic. And she sank on her maiden voyage. The epitome of progress was destroyed by a big chunk of hard blue water, an iceberg. Now today, our 21st century Titanics have different names and more subtle sinkings. Here are the names of some 21st century Titanics. General Motors, Shearson Lehman, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, Chrysler, Pontiac, Oldsmobile. So many of us put so much of ourselves and so much of our livelihoods aboard these Titanics. Why? Well, we were convinced that they were far too big to fail. But eventually, the icebergs came. Nothing. No one. No business. No nation. No ideology. Nothing is too big to fail. No matter how large. No matter how powerful. Companies that are poorly run inexpertly handled, extravagantly overspent, they will fail. Egyptian dynasties, Roman imperialism, Charlemagne's rule, the Spanish conquests, Louis XIV, Great Britain's empire of the sun, the age of America. All have beginnings and endings. History gives us no example of any nation or company who will climb to the top of the heap and stay there forever. The true downside of incarnation is limitation. That is why Jesus' ministry and message were not about up and down, success or failure, winning or losing. Fittingly, as one both fully human and fully divine, Jesus got to taste the raw flavor of failure at the very onset of his public ministry. Returning to his hometown of Nazareth, Jesus got hit upside the face with the failure of familiarity. How could Jesus have anything profound or inspired to offer the people of Nazareth when they had seen him running down the streets with a droopy diaper? (laughs) How could the son of Mary, one of apparently questionable parentage and no social standing, be a possible Messiah? How could a mere tecton, a stonemason, a metal worker, a wood carver, a day laborer claim any authority to speak God's word with divine insight? And yet, he did. Jesus returned to Nazareth. Jesus made a point of going home and facing the ultimate test, the home crowd. He knew the expected consequences. 
He knew the rumors of rejection, that familiarity breeds contempt. But mostly, he knew Nazareth needed the word of God, and he needed to offer the face of God to them first. He longed to give, them, to give back to them the words of repentance, the spirit of forgiveness, the face of truth, the unction and function of blessing. <laughs> but Nazareth could not hear. Nazareth was deafened by the din of familiarity. Jesus was a known entity, a common kid. How could he have a new message to offer them? One of the hardest things in the world is to know the familiar. Let's think of high school reunions. Imagine being in the high school class of, oh, let's say, Bill Gates. We can't do college because Gates was a Harvard dropout. But if you had been in Bill Gates' 10-year high school reunion, you would have talked to a hugely geeky guy, a wannabe working on some weirdo ideas about some technological wizardry. 10-year anniversary grade for Bill Gates, loser. But what about the 20th anniversary of the Bill Gates high school reunion? Quite a different story. How about the richest man in the world? Worth billions no longer a geek, but the Microsoft magnet. Who'd have thunk it? Don't listen to those who tell you some people and companies are too big to fail. No one is beyond failure. No one is too big or too small to fail. Everyone indeed does fail. The key is to know that failing is not failing. Yeah? Losing at one chance or stance in life is no sign that you will always be a loser. Jesus went home to Nazareth and lost. Jesus went to Jerusalem and lost. Jesus went to the crowds and lost. In a majority vote of epic proportions, the crowd called for Barabbas, and Jesus lost. It doesn't matter what you lose to. It only matters what you lose for. You don't fudge on the quality control factors. It is your job to measure. You get fired for being a whistleblower. You lose. You don't turn in the struggling single parent. You notice slipping an extra cheese stick into their grocery bag. You get called on the carpet for coddling a criminal. Your pay gets docked. You lose. You step up and put yourself between an abusive parent and their kid. You get bruises. You lose. You refuse to participate in a corporate a glad-handing game. You are earmarked as a troublemaker. You lose. You see your crowd of good kids targeting a social reject and mocking them for being different. And you don't get along. You are ostracized. You lose. One of the most magnificent divine disclosures that Jesus could have ever given to humanity is today's gospel text in Mark. Jesus is told by people he loves that he is just a no-count nobody from a nowhere place called Nazareth. What does he think he's doing? Who does he think he is? What made him too big for his britches? Jesus is utterly rejected by a community, not because of what he knows, but because of what they know about him. We all fail. We're all turned away by people we love. Our pie crusts are doughy. Our finances are flaky. Our businesses are iffy. Amen. 
Well, our rationales are solid. One of the most gracious gifts Jesus gave to his disciples, both the original 12 and all of us who strive to follow in their footsteps, is this sacrament of failure. Shake the dust off your feet and move on. Not everyone will receive you. Not everyone will love you. Not everyone will appreciate you. Not every sermon I deliver to you is brilliant and beautiful. In fact, I've been right in the middle of sermons that have fallen flat as a pancake, and I've started shuffling my feet. I take the sacrament of failure. But when you do fail, when you do fail, and when you do fall, fall and fail forward. The most amazing thing about the sacrament of failure is that it is not failure. Failure is just a different word for a new beginning. New beginnings are the first word in a new life, a redeemed life. Here's one little example. The destruction of the Titanic brought forth a new respect and understanding of the power of the natural world, the untapped energy of the universe. Eventually, understanding that energy brought the beginning of knowledge as nuclear energy, the most unimaginable powers of fusion and fission that lie behind our visits to the moon and our trips to outer space. When Jesus counseled his first disciples to shake off the dust from their feet, they were to shake off their souls from those people and places that produce only negative energy, negative power. Not one of us can control the negative powers of the universe. Not one of us can rebuff the negative powers of the universe. But regardless of what we cannot control, we can decide what our own involvement in those powers and principalities will be. We can decide whether or not to participate in those powers that shift, shape, and shimmy in our lives. Amen. What's involvement in taking uh, that what we are calling Jesus' sacrament of failure? First, Jesus says for us to wade right in. Take few protective provisions and instead, trust yourself and your well-being to those about whom you know little. In other words, take risks for the gospel. Second, read the signs. If the people you encounter are welcoming of Jesus' presence and power, then dwell among them. But if they reject what you know is right and good, Jesus gives a different directive. There are signs that tell you whether the seeds you are planting are taking root or whether they're falling on rocks and weeds. Third, get out of there. Failure does not need, does not need, does not lead to complacency or passivity. Failure leads to activity and purpose. You fail. You you fail. You fall forward. You fall and you fall forward. Get yourself up. Shake yourself off and move on. Or as Jesus put it, shake the dust off your feet. Today this might mean resigning a job. This might mean quitting an abusive relationship. This might mean passing over a lucrative partnership. But most importantly of all, and this is number four, keep your dreams alive. Amen. Keep your dreams alive with clean slates and clean souls. S-O-L-E-S and S-O-U-L-S. Amen.
Nobody is too big to fail. But nobody is too small to prevail. Amen. Jesus' failure at Nazareth shows us how to triumph at life. The stark humanity of Jesus, the very thing that caused Nazareth to reject him, is what led him to the cross and to prevail over our sin and death. For it was only on that cross that God could triumph over failure, over fallibility, over death. Do you hear it? Jesus' first step toward Golgotha was taken in Nazareth, in his hometown, in his home synagogue, where he was rejected and turned away. Your greatest successes will come from your greatest failures. Nobody is too big to, fall, to fail. Nobody is too small to prevail. Nobody is too big to fail. Nobody is too small to prevail. Amen. Told you. Now take it to heart. Put yourself in those shoes. Save your souls and your souls. Any announcements, please? Do we have been working yet over here? Hey, mine's working. They're good. Boom, announcements. So let's start with, with, with the, 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 the typical ones. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. You have a prayer request? Hey, we have an email address for you. You can remain anonymous. You can tell us your name, whatever you want to do. This is your email. Tell us what your prayer requests are. We pray here every day at the church. If you'd like to be in the bulletin, if you'd like us to pray as a community, if you'd like to recognize that prayer in the bulletin, we can do that as well. Again, you can remain anonymous, or you can offer your name as well. Okay. Even if it's like a suggestion that you think we should mention, we, we might not always catch it. Like, I was lucky that I, I saw CNN talking about how they were getting those, those kids out, or trying to get those kids out of the, the, the caves today. We might not always catch it or remember or something. I, think, yeah, I mean, obviously, with, with breaking news like that, I mean, yeah. it's, it's constant. That's not going to be right there in the bulletin for us to, I mean, we can't print it that quickly. <laughs> you know, if we all had iPads and had, you know, up-to-date service, we'd just, you know, boom, 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 there it is, and it changes as we go, but we're not going to be doing it that way, unfortunately, yet. Soon, I hope. Yeah. Okay. Did y'all know we had a podcast? I <laughs> Have y'all ever heard that podcast before? It's pretty, pretty good for right here. The screen is getting full. Let me tell you something, folks. We need it again. So, podcasts. We have it on Castbox, Bucket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and guess what? Spotify. We just picked up by Spotify, guys. It's a big one. Yeah, that's almost as big as Google Podcasts. I, mean, I think that's, that's great. I mean, I listen to Spotify almost every day. And to go on there and pull up our church and our scripture and our, you know, and our your teachings and, and my face. You know, I mean, that's, that's the worst of it. I mean, that's the worst thing. To get. I mean, you can say you're on Spotify now. I, I'm on Spotify, and, and we're on Spotify, more more importantly, and, and the message is on Spotify. So, guys, great, great, great news for us, and I think that's great. Now, if you want to know, look, you can go to that anywhere now and search for Your Path with Bishop Mark. Your Path, go to Google search, Your Path with Bishop Mark, you're gonna find our podcast right there. The, 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 we're literally at that point where we can be like NPR and say, find the city where you, you listen to your podcast. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think we have 
uh, one or two more that, that's still available. The white, yeah, Anchor has, I believe, yeah, two more, more, and then like one of them is is one that we would have to deliberately deliberately go through inside of the policy. We'll get done. We're we'll done. They're constantly expanding their own. Okay, so. Um, Yes, so podcast, great ideas, great news. And you know what? The whole point is it's not about being conceited or being, being you know, uh, narcissistic. It's about the messages getting out there. Absolutely. Absolutely, the message is getting out there. We're at like 25 average listens per, per episode. episode. Yeah. 25 per, that's like putting 25 more people in our seats every week. That's pretty damn good. I'm proud of it. I can change the life of one person. Yeah. One person. Mm-hmm. If I can do a million, I'm going to do it. If I can do a billion, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, we, we even got an excited YouTube comment on, on our YouTube yeah. channel the other day. I should have, I should have many, many more of those. Did y'all see that on YouTube? If you haven't checked it, there's a young lady who's been following us for several weeks, and, and every week she's been coming back with, that's just what I needed to hear. Oh, that's beautiful. It's just fun. Thank you again. That's just what I needed to hear. Now, we need to hear more, more from you guys out there. Absolutely. So... Feedback at DallasULC.com. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Perfect for our podcaster or podcast people and our YouTube people. We can't see your face. We can't see what you're thinking. So tell us. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? It's your chance. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Is that all you got from me right now? So guess what, folks? I have a big announcement for you. This is going to change the face of our church as we know it. Add a face, at least. Yeah. Um, as you, many of you know, uh, I offered a deaconship um, basically on the table not too long ago and, and kind of left it open for a couple of people to take it to heart and think about it and decide whether they were ready for it. It took a long time for me to get an answer, not only for myself, to where I was happy with the answer and, and, and comfortable with the fact that this person has decided that they are ready, but I'm elated to um, announce that the offer of deaconship has been accepted by Justin Parkane. So Justin will become our new deacon. Within the next 30 days, we'll be scheduling a, um, a special service. It will be um, an ordination. We'll probably do it on a Sunday, on the same day, just to kind of keep it, keep it nice and simple. We'll do it on a Sunday and we'll just do a special ordination mass for you, where you will receive um, the laying of hands to become a deacon in our church. Now, I want you to step up here for a second, mm-hmm. and I want you to just very quickly, very briefly, tell us what brought you to finally, after so, so much waiting time, <laughs> Um, decide that you were ready. Just talk to us a little bit. There was something about last week's service. I don't know why. Uh, there was just there was just some weird. There was just a moment sitting there reading it and listening to it that that, that just finally was that final step. I guess. What were the words in her? You that, 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 I don't. I, not at all. It was. It was. It was the feeling of all of us here. Last week was it was amazing, and then oh, there just it was a great week for some for some reason. It, it was just the Fourth of July and all that other stuff was just it was good fellowship that we had here. Mm-hmm. We had a good crowd. We had a good crowd here. Um, any any time we have anybody here, it's a good crowd. But look, I'm elated. I, I'm, I'm actually ecstatic that I think Justin is qualified. I think he's got the desire. I think he's got the the um, gumption to make this happen. 
this is not an easy position. You mean you're basically, I hate to put it this way, but you're my, my, my right hand man now. So I mean, he will be basically, if I'm not here, but I'm unable to be here, it's him. He's the second command now. So they'll do it up for Justice Partain, our deacon elect, if you will. Congratulations, Justin. We'll be talking soon to get your nation set up. Okay? They'll be ready for that. It'll be a big day. It's a big day. It's a big day for anybody. Ordination is huge. I mean, it's a big day for our church. It's a big day for him. You know, more importantly, it's, it really is a big day for all of us because it reminds us of how we are to serve. We're here to serve. And it's not about, you know, standing up here in all the pretty clothes mm-hmm. that are very hot. Mm-hmm. You know, look, it takes a lot of work to make these things happen. And y'all see that. All of you see that. You see behind the scenes how much work it takes. And, you know, we're human. Things happen. But we try to make it as perfect as we possibly can. We're a small church putting out a pretty big production every week. And y'all, the, y'all, do, do, y'all do realize that means there's going to be a flat back here. Right. <laughs> and this next thing. Be what? This next thing. I need a trainee, guys. <laughs> I need a trainee for this is another, some big shoes to feel, Phil who's going to take over Justin's position during the service, which means you'll be running the PowerPoint, you'll be running the teleprompter, and running the recording. Right, and recording the AV, all the AV stuff, all the sound, taking care of the teleprompter, make sure it's all set up properly. Listen, I need somebody to, to step up for that. You don't think about it. And listen, you saw today how things happen, right? You saw that, you know, sound goes out. What do you do? Well, you figure it out. You figure it out. You do because you just can't stop in the middle of the service. And go, I'm sorry. Can we, um, I mean, I do it all the time. I'm like, oh, my servant, can we back it up? But you know, it really doesn't work too well. Yeah. It just kind of messes with things. So yeah. But that also means that's going to be another butt out there too, that gets filled by y'all's. Still waiting. Still waiting for y'all to put some butts in these seats. What's the holdup? Don't even, don't even answer it now. Just think about it. Because guess what we're going to do today during our after service. I didn't get on extra week. We had some homework a couple weeks ago. Oh, I hope y'all remember it. I hope y'all remember it. Yes. All right, guys. I'm, hey, great news today. I mean, I've been in on cloud nine all day because of this news, and um, you would, you should be too. This is, this is a it's it's a great sacrifice he's making. He already he already gives of his time generously, overly generously to this church. He gives he doesn't get paid. And he does all of this, and now he's taking on another role as deacon of the church. Still won't get paid. I don't get paid either. It's not money. Trust me. It's worth it. Every single week it's worth it. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. All right, so what'd you like? What'd you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? All right, so today, Jesus goes back to fabulous Nazareth. I'm sorry, I've got to, I love your badge that you've never worn in our round table before. Thank you. Yeah, I, I decided to start wearing my badge again. We're going to have to start having security so everybody, badges. Everybody knows who I am. Just in case you forget that I am clergy. You'll have one soon. <laughs> So, I told us there's going to be no living with him now. <laughs> yeah, but let me tell you something. There's going to be no living without him either. Because, I mean, he's, he's invaluable to our team. I mean, I'm ecstatic, like I said, I'm ecstatic to have him accept the position. 
and the ordination will be an extraordinary process that most of you have not ever experienced. It'll be a lot of fun. I don't know what it is about today, but it was really, um, obviously we, we have many, many, uh, they're all good. But I mean, this one was really, there was some... What touched you? Well, just, I mean, it was kind of like, um, we were the underdogs had, had a notion of... A little bit. Around, just uh, that anyone can, can prevail above the, 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 the nastiness that the, the world can throw at them and and that you can always prevail, you can always overcome, you know, and well, you, have, you have to. Nobody's sad. too big to fail, nobody's well, too small to prevail. This, this is your first sermon where you really buried the lead there at the end. You've, you actually held out to the very end before you gave it up. <laughs> what? You're not too small to prevail. But I said in the title. You didn't say the title, though. The title's right there on the program. I don't think the podcast name can see that. You're right, they can. Well, so... What about that, though? Do you believe that? Can you see what I'm saying? That nobody's too big to fail. I mean, look, look at what happened. Look at all those big giants that fell in our in our in the last century. But nobody's too small to prevail. Well, they were also small at, at whatever they started out. Yeah, but when they fell, they when they <laughs> fell, they fell, and they were big. Yeah, but they, they, they took the. They, it's easy. They, I'm sure, they easily took their position for granted. Their position in the market marketplace. They didn't think that they could ever. Okay. Fail, and I mean, and then everything and everybody fails. You, you forgot to put Blackberry up in there. <laughs> Blackberry's another one, yeah. There's, there were a lot in that century that failed that, that I could have, I mean, I could have gone on and on and on and on with that. You mean, yeah. When you say well, you, everyone, but you mean at some point or another, right? Everybody yeah. Yeah. will yeah. fail. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't consider this this century, no way. <laughs> the financial crisis from this one. Everybody mm. and everything will fail. Let's let him get his, he's getting ready to go, go home and back to weather for today. So his ride is here, so we'll let him get his things. He had to leave us a little early today. That's okay. At least he was able to stay for part of the service. I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for oh. that. So. Doing a little bit better now. Good. Good. It's draining. This, this is a, this business is a tough one. You know, Sundays are a celebration day. It's all the stuff that goes into it during the week. That's the hard part. Today's kind of supposed to be the day that we kind of enjoy it, but it's a lot of work. I mean, I put a lot on this guy over here, um, as far as you know, uh, responsibility for this for the service to go the way it goes. I mean, he steps it up every week. Huh? Well, you know, I sent him out. I mean, he was going to pick up a, a couple of congregants that were going to come. Um, he missed them, unfortunately. They missed each other. There's just some miscommunications. At first, yeah. they they did not make it. I couldn't send him back out when service time started, obviously. But you know, he he did that. Well, he could have been here setting up and taking maybe taking a little break before service, but no. All right, buddy. See you later. Have a safe trip back. Cool. Be safe out there. Be in touch with me. Cool. All righty. Uh, good. I get, over, I get one, too. Yep. And we'll keep you in our prayers. You do the same for us. Oh. And we'll see you before next weekend. Okay. All right. Keep in touch with me. Let me know when you get home safely. Cool. Bye, Caleb. See you all later. All righty. Okay. I mean, think about it. When you are with your family, I'm going to give you a perfect example here. My father has never attended a service that I've held. I mean, we've been doing this for, we've been doing it a lot for two years, and we've been doing services for almost two years. 
and you know he's been in town at times, and, and he's just never come to a service. And occasionally, when he calls, he asks, you know, how's your church doing? Um, none of the rest of my family has been here either, except for Aunt Patsy. She's been to one service. Maybe they watched on YouTube. Anyway? No, because you understand, I am the. First of all, I'm I'm just the kids still in, the, in a lot of their eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. And they saw me in my droopy diaper. Mm -hmm. But I'm also the uh, the family, I took over my mother's role as the family black sheep for a while, you know, which is, uh, I think it's what makes me so much better at this job. Because I think that those who go to high school and go to college and go directly into seminary and then directly to their, their church, they're a bit sheltered. It's kind of hard to relate to a lot of those people that we try to relate to here. And I'm not holier than thou. Believe mm -hmm. me, I'm not. Um, and, and when I get up here and share my experience with you and share what I know and what God has, has, has taught me, it's not to boast. It's to share. It's to teach. It's to try and make the world a better place. And let me tell you something. A lot of the things I say up here are pretty embarrassing because I'm embarrassed about some of the things I've done. I'm embarrassed. But those, all of those things make me, like I said, who, who I am today. Without one of those things happening, I wouldn't. I may not be sitting here right now. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. six feet under right now. Yeah, who knows? But by the grace of God, I'm here and hopefully changing some lives. And that's that's my goal. Like I've told you, if I can just change one life, change one life, then I've done what I've I've done what I set out to do. But if you've done that one, you always need to do at least so one more. another one. So it's another one. And like I said, if I can do a million, I will. If I can do a billion, I will. I will, if I can do it. As long as I got that one, though. Just that one. Yeah. I keep that one going. And that doesn't mean, just because I finished the one doesn't mean yeah. I'm done. Well, I mean, who even on said, to the next one. We even said you're, you're ever finished with your first one. Are you ever finished? Because there's always... Because a person's life can change many, many different times in many different directions. Keep coming back. Right? Churches gotten you know a, a name for itself yeah you know it is there are certain things we do there's certain practices we do and there's certain reverence that we have to take we have to be a certain way for you know we, we're, we're doing a ceremony here we're, we're remembering something that's you know we need to show some respect to but the important thing to remember about being here is the reason you're here yes you're here to show respect and praise God and worship but you're here for yourself First of all, then you're here for each other. Um, I've told y'all over and over and over and over again, every Sunday I learn something new about the Bible, about you, about God, about faith, about myself. And I find that experience invaluable. I, I could not put a dollar sign on it. You couldn't take this away from me. I don't care. I can't take it away from me. It's mine. <laughs> hours. I mean, this is, it's so much different from a classic Bible study. I mean, first off, well, all of those... We're not classic people. <laughs> I mean, they, they, the, the churches I've been to with their Bible studies, you end up getting shunned off into a windowless room oftentimes with, with people your own age. and They, they well, all think know, the same. You miss and, out on that. And, and they all talk the same and everything else. You miss and, out. You miss out. Because, look, and I think it's one of the, the biggest problems we have in our, in our society is the way we we Secular. treat our we treat our, our elderly. Mm -hmm. uh, let's tell you something. Age 
with age comes wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know, and just be, you know, they may tell you a whole bunch of things. Listen to your elders. Listen to the stories they have to tell. You, there's going to be a whole bunch of junk in there too. A bunch of stuff you don't need. But I guarantee you, you something in there you can use. Even stuff that, that you think that you, you might don't need, not need could right. be a funny, a funny thing to tell some other time. A funny thing to tell you might be something <laughs> that saves your life too, believe it or not. That, you know. that, that, that random weird nugget that was in there that didn't mean anything 20 years ago. File it away. Let me tell you, as I'm, as I'm getting older, this is it's strange. I mean, because, you know, it's strange getting older. But I, I feel a, a sense of responsibility to the younger generations, you guys, um, to pass on what I know. Because I think if I hold on to that, it's doing you a disservice. It's doing me a disservice, saying, why did I go through this if not to pass it on? And hopefully, and most of the time you don't, most of the youth, they don't listen, they rebel, and they have to go through it themselves. But there are times I think that if you just catch on and listen and realize, hey, you know what, I've been there. I'm not trying to tell you this for any other reason but the fact that I've been there. And if you listen to this, I've already been through that part. I know you want to go through it yourself, but just try and trust me on this one. You don't have to hurt like this. You don't have to put yourself through that pain. I've already taken on that pain. I've already done it. Let me tell you how it ends up at the end. Mm -hmm. This is where it should have been. This is where you should have gone. Yeah, like I said, 99% of the time, I, I, mean, I listened to the same thing when I was, you know, a teenager and in between my 20s. You know, I, you know, I got it. I got it. I understand. Hey, just let me let me handle this. I'm, I'm a grown adult. I'm, I'm a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happened? I ended up going through the same thing, doing the same damn thing that they did and making the same mistakes and realizing in the end, hey, you know what? They were right. <laughs> I'm not asking you to say that everything I say is right. I'm just asking you to listen. Listen to what I tell you. Listen to the stories. Listen to what God has provided me to provide to you and take what you can use and leave the rest but file some of that away because guess what so, so, so if you think you can't use right now you'll be able to use later on you, you, you know being able to use it as a flashlight to be able to see more than just that one path that's ahead of you now you're able to see the other possibilities that exist from that same choice as well you know we have a path we got to keep bringing back, we're going back to the path. Believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, failure is included on that path too. God put it there. We've got to fail. You have to. You have to fail sometimes to build. That's new beginnings, right? That's what he talks about. It's like your failure is the new life. You're starting over again in little ways and big ways. I mean, every day. We, every day we have some sort of failure. We do. We do. So they're not all catastrophic, thank God. Because I think we'd, we'd all have, you know, I have a lot more gray hair now than I already do, <laughs> you know? Well, like the failure with the, the computer today, I, I was just that much quicker because of the first time we failed with it. Now we can just get it fixed. Now, yeah. Yeah. We're a small church running on small or little to nothing as far as monetary, uh, as far as money goes. Yeah. But we're, we're running a pretty big production. You see it, guys. We, we put a lot into this. And the lights and cameras and computers, and, and they're not, you know, we're not, they're, they're good, and I'm thankful for them. They're not the best. But we have, we have it, though, at least. We have it. We have what we have. And we're, we're demanding a lot. I demand a lot of Justin. You know, God demands a lot of me. Y'all demand a lot out of me. I demand a lot out of you. And we demand a lot out of our equipment. That's just the way it is right now. We'll get through. Yep. The important part is the message. Whether the lights go out, 
hopefully the cameras will still work because I do like to get the message out on YouTube and on. Uh, we've we've uh, got well, there's plenty of podcasts. ways that we can record and figure out ways to get get, get that information out there. It might be a little lower quality, hey, but, you but know the what? message is still there. The word is the word. Yeah. That song, this song just came to my head. Grease is the word. <laughs> that song just coming to my head. That's awful. <laughs> That's awful. Good song. I mean, great, great musical. Well, see, earlier when you were saying lights, camera, I, I went lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Huh? There you go. What do you think? Uh, why don't you talk to me a little bit, Ronnie? What do you think about today? It was nice. Talk to me about it. What did you feel? Anything? Yeah. Tell me what you felt. It spoke to you. Did it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Did it speak to you personally? Um, I mean, I felt it when I when, when I wrote it. Obviously, you know, it's. Well, I mean, could you relate to it on a personal level? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Because uh, I know that these guys up here, they 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 were like, yeah. I mean, they they're talking about goosebumps and they really got it and they could see themselves in that position of you know. Failure, but still be able to rise from those ashes, right? Especially whatever. I, that's what we were talking about this past week. Was I brought up the, the, the too big to fail banks, and we had a hearty discussion about all of that. It's amazing! <laughs> it's amazing how how these scriptures and how these sermons seem to somewhat coincide with our lives. No matter what we do, every week there's always a little something going on that week that can blend in. Is it designed that way? Oh, I sure hope so. Mm -hmm. Hint, hint. The Bible's kaleidoscope of interpretation. And there's no real, I mean, you can't, you can't say, well, that person's wrong because it's different from my view. Well, it's not. It's just a different view. And it's maybe another view of the same scripture that you can learn something else from. Mm -hmm. All different, I mean, when we look at a scripture and I'm writing a sermon, there are, whatever's going on in, our lives at that time, pretty much, I can relate it to something. Why? Because that's what the that's what, that's what the Gospels do. The Gospels relate to our lives. Now, just read the Gospels the way they are now, and you may not see that, because you're kind of stuck back 2,000 years ago, and it's kind of hard to relate to that time. But when we can pull it in, that's when we have the sermons. We can pull it together and say, look, okay, this is what happened then, but let's talk about what that means now. The, yeah, the Second Corinthians today was a big one on that one. But, uh, I will boast... Uh, the, the last line of that one, by the way, got me, got me pretty good. It was, uh, uh, the, the, on, on behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. But if I wish to boast, I will not be, a, like, it just kind of... Your weaknesses. It feels you're like boasting it, of your weaknesses. It feels like it, it just, if, if you're reading it out loud, if, you know, that it comes across as it just kind of circling itself. And it, it is. It's, it's and, almost like a ranting of a madman there for a moment, and, isn't it? Yeah. And oftentimes our brain, my brain is just like, I, that, that's that but you, you, you <laughs> just, just Imagine yourself saying it. And then, look, this, this because you're saying don't boast, it doesn't mean don't be proud. That's something we need to remember. I, I want to make sure you got that. Be proud. You don't have to be boastful. But you have the right to be proud for who you are and what you've done. But the last line, read the last line of that, of that, of that uh, verse, please. Therefore, I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, 
persecutions and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Where's that? Go to my room and grab that off my, my brother's bed. Hang on the wall. It says there's a there's a nothing wisdom near that. It's a thing that says, I am strong because I am, I am this because I am. Go grab it off the wall in there and bring it in here. Right right next to my nightstand. I want to make sure I read it right. And this I I'm actually I've got this framed in my in my room back there to remind me. And you know, you guys see a lot of frames around here, a lot of things up. You know, you know, I don't put things up lightly. I really do. I mean, it may look like a, like a bunch of stuff up there, but it's all put up there with thought. Everything that goes on the walls here is, is done with thought, with, with intent. I just had a real bad time. Huh? You don't put things up lightly because you have to hammer it in. Oh, well, Lord. Here we go. Okay. Hey, I'm tired. I didn't say that I would be intelligent while I'm tired. <laughs> this is not my writing, obviously, but this is a, a little poem that I... When I need a little uplifting, this helps. I am strong because I am weak. I am beautiful because I know my flaws. I am a lover because I am a fighter. I am fearless because I have been afraid. I am wise because I have been foolish. And I can laugh because I've known sadness. This is talking about that. You know, we're talking about that that thing again, that equalization, right? It's talking about the, 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 I know this because I know this. And well, we all want to know these good things, this joy and happiness and love and all those wonderful things in here. In order to find those good things, we all try to experience hate and 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 loneliness loss. And, and, and loss and despair, all the things. Both of these, although we only think about this one as one, both of these are gifts from God. There we are. Mm -hmm. There it is again. We need to trademark yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Can y'all feel that? When I say those things, can you see yourself knowing that? I think that that last line just really, I mean, it popped at me, when, especially when it was said, when the reading was done. And I, the first thing I thought of was that, that poem. It's true. I am strong because I am weak. That's what makes me strong. That's what talking about that. It's all coming together now, guys. You see how it all goes in a circle. It's still, it's the things I've been talking about all along. And you see, that's not my writing, but it talks about the same thing. You know, that's the wisdom of life. That's when you're weak that you need, that you need your, when, the, when you're weak, you need your strength the most. Usually. usually but how do you know you're strong unless you've experienced weakness? That you've been able to, to come up with how to combat that weakness to, to become strong once again. How do you truly appreciate love if you've never lost it? Because you, you don't know how, how much you love that person until it's just dropped off. Or you take you things for granted is what we're saying. You don't know how low you've been until you can come back out of it again as well. True. True. And that's when we come in. <laughs> right? Think about that a couple weeks ago about relationships. Especially ones in the church here. If you, if strong family relationships and familial relationships are great. Friends are great. But we don't always have that. And, and sometimes, even when we do, we need someplace a little different. 
mm-hmm. somebody that can you know, hear what's with with open minds and and a different type of not being at home, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. when you're home, they hear you differently, they yeah. see you differently, they judge you differently. So as we just look in each other's eyes, goes, you know, I've been there, and not because I don't know, I don't know any of y'all when y'all were in your diapers. Mm-hmm. Thank God, none of y'all knew me when I was in my diapers. So, well, we, you, know, well, you might still have that day coming. <laughs> you might still have that day coming. You know, it's always kind of a little circle of life there. Uh, back to it, right? Oh, Lord, help us. <sighs> I don't want to think about that. Well, you keep thinking about it, so. Well, you know. Let me tell you something. I will be honored if I make it. If I make it to that point yeah. in my life where I need diapers again. Well, that's not until at least another year or so. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Oh, Lord. Actually, a good joke from you. It's amazing. Hey, he's talking well, last he, week. He made a joke. At my he made a joke this always, week. Always at my expense, though, you notice, right? No, no, no. So, no, there's just some... <laughs> Getting sharper, <laughs> Lord, that's, that, is, that is one scary day when Tim can make a joke. Twice, well, twice in a row. I'm waiting for the lightning. I'm waiting for lightning to strike us because you know something's got to happen here. Hey, we've already had far too many fires in this apartment. You're right. <laughs> You're right. True. So, look, very important message today about family, about being. Because look, you're always going to get judged differently. You know, your mom, and pa, they saw you a little differently than than the second like, father. I don't think he'd come to service and really listen to me. Mm-hmm. He's always going to see me as his son. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's going to be... Even Aunt Patsy, same way. Yeah. She was a little more open-minded. She's probably the most open-minded family member I have when it comes to things like that. Yeah. She came... She And she, she tells me all the time, I'm so proud of you. This is a devout Catholic woman. I'm a recovering Catholic. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. That means the world to me. Let me tell you something. I'm proud of you guys. Because y'all are here. And... It's not easy to always be here. I know that. Believe me, I know that. Um, and there's times that I want to run away and just be gone for the weekend. You Amen. know. <laughs> but I can't do that. A for myself. Yeah, and I'm gonna be selfish here. You know, this is this is huge for me. I've told y'all that. I can't. I can't run away from this. Well, we got to. We got at least two more people about the, the, y'all. The y'all gotta put some butts in these seats. <laughs> we need at least two more people yeah. doing the church, church leadership up here with us before we can start taking vacations. So that's y'all. So find your replacements. Fill these seats up. Put somebody in them. We need some vacation time. (laughs) We've been going for two years now without, and I've 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 missed one service because I was in the hospital. I'm I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be boastful about that. that I I do it because I love it. (laughs) But you know, everybody has their limits, and 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 it's it's very hard for me to let go of control. It is. We know that. Well, like even me and that computer, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> it's hard to let go of that control, but I've, I've done so, so far, it was hard for me with you, yeah. with you. When I gave you the program and gave you the PowerPoint and said, here, this is my babies, make it happen, and you got it. But now I'm giving up more control because you're taking the deacon position. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's going to be a whole big difference. You're already doing most of it now. Um, you get a little more honor now because you get to participate on camera and more uh, more uh, in the service, uh, mm-hmm. and you get to be more of a visible leader than just behind the scenes. And I'm telling you something: behind the scenes, you're invaluable. I mean, you have been 
I, I, I hate to keep just throwing praises your way, but I'm not trying to, 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 to kiss your butt or anything. I'm just trying to tell you, look, I mean that. I mean, we, we could, I couldn't have done this near, near where we are right now without you. Seriously, and you, and you, all of you, I mean, even you, you were there. <laughs> Everybody that's ever been here, that's ever participated, that's ever talked about this church, is a part of us. Whether they're here now or not. You know, Gavin's not here. I'm sorry he's not here because he's not feeling well. Um, but Gavin's Gavin, and we accept that. We love it when Gavin's here because Gavin really brings a lot of life to the room. He brings so much he does. energy. He changes the energy. I can't, I've, I mean, I'm, pr I'm pretty dull when it comes to that. I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, I can bring some energy, but I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm the serious type. Mm -hmm. He can bring a little bit of comedic relief, I guess, you know, to the thing and drive me crazy at the same time because, you know, that's, he just doesn't work with me. Uh, what are you talking about? You know? Well, then with Caleb God, that was that was half of our emotion as well on on, on some topics. And <laughs> tell you, Caleb is a boy. He's a ball of emotion, but he's discovering he's, he's, at the same time he's got a fairly solid head on his shoulders. He does, but he's which, got, is, he's, which is genuinely surprising. You know, for, he's for, got a solid for head. Him. Just because we know doesn't mean we. Yeah, <laughs> we know. Just because we know up here doesn't mean we know in here. Go ahead, Jim. I'm I sorry. Was, I, know, I was just going to tell you that, that when, when Ronnie and I were on our way to Aldi the other night, we, we ran into a lady randomly in the parking lot. I think she lives here. But she, she asked us, she said, hey, who are y'all, basically, in a nice way. And she and we told her about the church, and we gave her a card. Um, and, you know, who knows? She said she, was, do. She, she said she was very interested. And um, she, actually, she was going to come and try us out. So. Did you get her name? Uh, that well, it would have been good. It would have been great. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure she introduced herself, and uh, of course, I, I I never remember the name. She but saw, I don't she saw time, two guys because we both had the short shorts, and I had a turquoise, and he had a blue shirt, so it looked like we were like um, Jehovah's. Okay, I got it. Oh, that could have been. Yeah. And we're walking, so I guess she thought. We Can were you describe walking. the lady? Uh, I'll probably lives right across the way. Yeah, 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 I know her. She's a very nice lady. Uh, she, she thinks that Scott is my father. Oh. So she always says, she always says. How's your dad? You know, oh, yeah, 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 he's fine. <laughs> she is. She, she very much watches the neighborhood. She's kind of the one that, you know, in, when it cools off a little bit, she'll be sitting out there on her porch. Yes. She was surprised about the, about the 3 p.m. time, but she, she was open to that. She said it would be good. It's, it's good, good for some people. Yeah. we got to fill a niche. Yeah. I don't like mornings. She kind of gives uh, that Gavin uh, Little black woman. Oh, Lord. I can see that. Oh, I can see that. She's a neat lady. She's. Oh, she, Joe, she, she'll yell across the parking lot at anybody. But if you put them in the same room, and Gavin would be competing with her. For, oh, for Gavin, Gavin would oh, turn into a black oh, woman. Yes. That, that Gavin would, would turn into a large black woman. That, that's it like would two, be that's uh -uh. like two microphones yeah. and a room of speakers. No, I'm that so wouldn't work. I'm so glad you said. I didn't know if it'd be right for me to say it. So I'm so glad. I'll tell you, Gavin would turn into a black woman. Yeah. He, his name would be Gigi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually introduced him. He introduced himself to a neighbor of mine at one point as, "Hi, I'm Gigi." Oh, well, yeah. But Gavin, yeah. Let's go have a good. Thank God she was hard up here, and she said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. Since Gavin's the choir director, we'll have a good uh, gospel base for our song. Let me tell you, it takes all kinds, guys. Like I've told you again and again, if we were all the same, this would be a real boring life, and we wouldn't learn a damn thing because we all know everything at that point. We know each other. We know, you know what is to learn. So, 
take our differences as blessings. Although sometimes they they um, grate on our nerves. Mm -hmm. Without them, life would be really boring. Very much so. Well, it, it would it would literally be pointless. It would be because then what are we? Just robots. The same, do the same thing. Kind of like a school of fish. Well, see, even then, they're the school of fish. You hurt each fish inside of that doing their own. You're right. Yes. Uh, a few, a few uh, services back. Okay. You said uh, we should always be startled mm. in, in the presence of our, of our faith. Absolutely. And so, like, I feel if someone is making me nervous, you're pretty much startled. You're not afraid. You're just startled. You're nervous. Okay. And if they weigh in your nerves, that's just as good as being, um, well, I want to say just as good, but it's just as powerful, just in a different, um, more lighthearted uh, startle. Well, not necessarily. Things great rate on my nerves. I mean, there are some things that grate on no, my not, nerves. Not, not necessarily, but on your nerves, but it relates with the faith that isn't. Um, Seriously, there are things that, that about my faith that do the same thing. Talking about on that level. Yeah, yeah. yeah, look, there's a reason things grate on your nerves. Okay, and it's it's a good thing because you know change is hard for all of us. Mm -hmm. We know that change, being complacent and being comfortable and being the same every time is is easy because we're, mm -hmm. it's easy. We're gonna just sink into that and just yeah. kind of just mm, that comfortable. And just, okay, I'm gonna sit right here. And that that, that's a, that is a very interesting form of startled. I, that, that, like I wouldn't even have thought. Of going that route. You know how many times I said startled in that sermon? But many, 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 many times. <laughs> like 49 or 50 times, 51 yeah. times, something like that. I said the word startled. Yeah. I, I did, yeah, the, the, that was fun. That was a fun one. <laughs> yeah. But it, it proved the point. It startled. Be startled at Jesus Christ. But but the fact that he that someone else was able to come up with you, with even another way that I, that I wouldn't have thought about that phrase. Even though I was just what thinking. What phrase is that? Even though I was just thinking that Reiterate that's what exactly said. what that... What what being irritated is about is learning from that irritation and, and seeing why what are we being irritated? Why is it irritating us? Is it it's, irritating it's, us to change, or is it irritating us to change them? It's startling us into whatever we need to be startled for. Right, but there's a reason. It's bringing your attention to something. Yeah. Your faith needs a challenge. Absolutely. Just like we talk about what? How do you know right from wrong? What is what is it that that, that yeah, makes you know? Is that well, is that guilt? Yeah. Uncomfortable. Guilt, guilt is a gift yeah. from God. You may not think about it when you, you know, when you're guilty, it hurts. It's, it's a way to be startled. <laughs> yeah, it's a way to go, oh, wait a minute, I shouldn't be doing this. We know the difference between right and wrong. And I'm telling you, if you don't know, there's guilt to tell you every time. If you feel guilty about something, yeah, it might not be right. <laughs> probably need to take a look at it. Yeah. You need to take a look at it, deal with it, and move on from it, though. You don't need to agree. You need to I'm learn. Not, no, no. I'm not learn from it. I've met a lot of people that nurture their guilt. They carry it with right. them. Right. You know, but you have to like, learn from it. Yeah. That's that, oh, that, that, that festering yeah. word. That you have to learn like, from it. And you hold that down there. You keep pushing that down inside your craw. You, you, what's it going to do? It's going to fester. You have pulled out more old man words today. Your <laughs> craw. Just off the cuff. Maybe there I was mean, a couple in the sermon. <laughs> maybe, maybe I mean, maybe someone's channeling some older gentleman channeling himself to me. <laughs> some southern gentleman trying to get through to me today. I don't know. Maybe I just feel like an old man today. You know, it was a rough. It was a rough weekend. Yeah. A rough week all the all the way around. Yeah, a lot happened this week. A lot of emotion. A lot of changes. A lot of you know, emotions and new changes. A lot of uh, yeah, a lot of big th big things happened this week. A lot of big things happened this week. You know. Me letting go and, and, and having a deacon 
it's not only a relief to me, but it's very difficult. We let go. This is my baby. You know, this is something that, you know, it was my, I, I gave it freely to you, all of you, but still, you know, it was my this, baby. This, 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 yeah. And for me to like, hold on to that control of it, you know, like any parent shouldn't do. Well, see, see, the other thing, though, is that you, you also realize I'm just as obsessive with, as you You're are. right. Probably even more so in certain regards. But the hard thing about that is <laughs> we don't always agree. We don't see face no. to face. We don't see eye to eye. And... But that's the, we we get over it. We, we work through we, it. We work through it, and we're we end up being better friends. I think so because of all of that. Because we respect each other's differences, and then we laugh about it because that, that's all I, you really can I do. I hope that we all <laughs> respect each other's differences. There's some yes. Uh, I, I would agree with what Justin said. Like uh, respect each other's differences to a fault that no matter how. Because we have the base understanding of what Christianity is. We do. And we're in a modern society. And we're we are. Kind of young and the retrospective, the majority of the world's Christians. So our outlook on Christianity, we want to be more open minded, I think. The majority of the world is not Christian. Of the world's Christians. The Christian. Okay, the majority of the world's Christians. Right. Okay, yes. And their Christian belief. Okay, is what? It's like a set into what. An, what the Bible says and their interpretation. I think our interpretation might be a little more... more yeah, the, the, well, but, but there are some core values. Yeah, to all religions kind of like start talking to each other. Oh, I agree, 100%. And I, you talk about these base religions, these major religions, they're all teaching the same thing. The stories may be a little different. The words may be a little different. The names may be a little different. But what we, we talked about that. What is the reason for the Bible? What is the reason for the stories? The reason is not who wrote them or who's talking about them or who said it or what names they are. The reason is to learn the lesson. To learn how to live. To learn how to give. To learn how to be. Yeah, I don't like getting, that, getting at that just to say I uh, wanted to put forward the efforts today to kind of like make amends and show up to service because I, I'm, I'm going to finish saying something straight up. I was both pleased, extremely pleased, and a little shocked. He the, before before he, he was here on his lunch break, and like it, it didn't fully hit me till till literally just now. He he was he looked at he looked me in the eyes and he goes, "I'm, I'm going to get off work early. I'm going to be here." And you were, and it, it didn't it didn't hit me until just now. I was what, what you were what you were saying. I was shocked because you and I had some pretty strong words earlier today, and and, and what I consider base, basic Christianity, the Ten Commandments, right? We talked about that. We had a little bit of disagreement. That's okay. We had some strong words though, but it, and, it, and for it, a lot of people, and it didn't end to my liking. I know it didn't. Like, <laughs> I, I walked away because I knew that it wasn't going to go any further than that right then. And, and most, most people would not have shown back up. That's what I'm saying. Most people... That that, that's, that takes a lot. They hold that grudge against me and say, uh, why would I listen to that idiot? No, if you pull water over someone's head and you identify it as your baptism and you and it's not water, it's... It's, or, uh, or it's just a symbol. It's, it's anointed. Mm -hmm. You're anointed. And I had the honor of doing that with you. Yeah, but I understand what anointed means. For me, it's, it has a higher caliber than, than a, a tiffy, as far as a friendship or something like that. So when when um, you say bring a friend to church, those friends are very few and many. 
And so the effort into finding those type of Christians takes, I guess, I guess uh, twice as much effort, you know. It does. Which is why we're still such a small group, I think. Look, we have people come and go. Did they like what they like? They like it. They like what they saw. Why are they not still here? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't their time yet. Maybe this wasn't their just completely to their. They they weren't quite comfortable with with what's going on yet. And you think? Yeah, and even us. I mean, it makes not be as comfortable with the openness we share here. Some people aren't comfortable with doing this kind of service after the service mm -hmm. and, and sharing what we do. They want to go to service. They want to read their prayers. They want to do what they have to do, and then they leave and go home. They go step one, step two, step three. Right, and that's it. And to have this uncertainty every week, I mean, I don't script anything about the, the round table. I walk out blindly just like you do. The only thing I have a script is, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? That's it. Everything else is up to the wherever the wind takes us. And I'll tell you, it's taken us to pretty crazy places, but it's also taken us a lot of places that have brought a lot of knowledge and understanding and compassion and love and laughter and joy. Fears. All of those things. Invaluable times. Church can be a really, uh, I could see church being a very uh, uh, intimidating prospect for a lot of people. Like, mm -hmm. you know, to, to a, commit to a church means you're also committing to, if you take it seriously and you, you take it all in. You're also committing to maybe a whole new way of life. We well, are to, committing to a whole new way right, of life, right? And a lot of people, or some people, um, are comfortable are in their comfortable own lives. That or they don't want to take that on. They're comfortable yeah. not changing. No, yeah. there's the flip side of they were brought up in a bad environment, or they were treated poorly by by the quote Christians, and so they've got yeah, such a that. they've got such a horrible taste in their mouths for anyone who could. And that's our job to change Christian. that. Yeah. It's our job to show them that, hey, you know what? That's not what Christianity is about. And I mean, we, we're sorry for that, that you've been through that. Come, come here and you, you can see it's drastically it's different. different. It's a lot different. Yeah, we, there are a lot of things that are similar. But that's, but that's because we like some of the pomp and circumstance that comes with it. It, it requires some of that, like you said, but don't let that, that reverence. But don't let that, just because we are similar <coughs> in those ways to other churches. That does not mean in any way that we think or... or, or Act the same. I mean, I would describe our, our, our way of thinking as very progressive. That's progressive. Mm -hmm. Progressive Christianity. You know, like the, like the soup. Progressive soup. I or the insurance. Progressive soup with their little DULC logo on it. Yeah. Right? Why? Because uh, no, we don't need to be stagnant. We're way more progressive insurance on this regard. We're, we're building up that, 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 that coverage for your soul there. Very nice. Very good, Justin. Very good. Justin. I'm sick, and I got that out of my head. I, I, <laughs> I don't, I Look, um, times change. Yes. We change. Churches change. Hopefully, for the better. <laughs> I won't be here forever. You won't be here forever. We do this so that hopefully we can pass it along. We can pass it down, and hopefully grow with that, so people can see that. Hey, you know what? We're Christians, and here's what we believe, and 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 we evolve. And if I come to this church in 50 years, I shouldn't. It should be. It should be completely different. So drastic, because we're different. The times are different. The life, is, the prayers should be different. Quit regurgitating the same these words that you've been taught and shoved down your throat since this tall. Find some way to change and it and pray. Mean the same. Pray words that you under that you know. You know, look, I'm thinking about the words. I'm not just memor yeah. reciting memorization bullshit, right? 
I'm sorry, but when you when from from this tall, when you're just told, okay, this is what you say, this is when you stand, this is when you kneel, this is when you do that. That, that little baloney. That block of text has because when you say a, that stuff, you just every every Sunday you're just repeating that stuff, and you haven't prayed. You don't even know what you're saying anymore. Just regurgitating. Just regurgitating somebody else's words. Yeah. I like your your um, Catholic, Catholic. You're recovering. 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 I'm a recovering Catholic. A recovering like a recovering Catholic. alcoholic. Right. You're quite opposite of how I identify a Catholic. Being a Southern Baptist growing up, it was like uh, not so much to remember and to retain. It was more like get pinched if you move while deacon or bishop right. is speaking. And don't get out of that hard bench. We, don't, we have to go to church because we have to go to church and there's no other reason why. As soon as you get a piece of candy, get some award. If you don't, you know... So Look, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. I like the fact you allow the benches to be soft. Like well, a, there's, a reason that, that, there's a reason the pews are uncomfortable. There is. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for uncomfortability in, in your Christianity. Listen to me. There's a, let me tell you what thing. Let me get through this. Um, it's very easy to get relaxed and comfortable and the whole idea of the pew is to remind you that you need to be aware mm -hmm. you need to be sometimes it takes a little bit of uncomfortability to make you have it absorbed through those cracks that to keep your mind awake yeah. keep your body awake keep you aware keep you alert of what's going on there's something's going on in front of you when you get too comfortable and you get relaxed on the couch you, you, you watch this, TV you get that fuzz in front of you that, that stops we've seen, we've seen this face over here so many times <laughs> uh-huh and it's still I mean that's the whole idea behind that it's not to make you uncomfortable for that for just making you uncomfortable it's making you uncomfortable so that you are alert startled once again so you're alert. You know, let me tell you something. I can sleep anywhere. You know, pews anywhere. I'm not me. And for, for those of us who have severe ADHD, that's just more of a, oh my God, I'm, this is all I can think about. And that's all you can think about is that, that damn pew, that wood, and that, how it's hurting your tailbone. Okay. Well, you know, it is what it is. That was the idea behind it. It works for some, it doesn't for some others. You know, I don't think I will ever have a straight wooden pew in my church. It'll either be, you know, some cushion chairs or, I mean, is it going to be the most luxurious you're not going to have these leather couches always in the church either, the way we have it set up here, right? It doesn't work that way. So, yeah, that's that's the idea behind that. You know, I, Yeah, I consider myself a recovering Catholic because I see that it doesn't work for me, the things they've done. I don't believe in the fact that you can put stipulations on something, on a gift that was not yours to give. Not to mention all the other stuff. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ said, take this, all of you. All of you. He didn't say, only if you go to church every Sunday, and only if you go to confession, and only if you do this, and only if you do that. That's not what he said. So how can anybody else take that gift that he gave us and put those simulations on it? They can't. It's impossible. They cannot take his gift and then re-gift it and say, we're going to put these rules on it. It's not the way it works. The gift is from him. Yeah. It always is from him. We're just administering it. We're just passing it along. We're just giving it out for him. We have no right to, to say We have no right to say change it. You can't just say, okay, but yeah, he said this, but we're going to add this on top of it. Baloney. That's why our church welcomes all. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Not just the service, but to communion. Yep. Take this, all of you, even to baptism, I offer to everybody. Because I mean, no matter how dirty you are, that's the point of the baptism is to be cleansed of all of that. And if you 
can say the words that we say in the baptism and, and repeat the words we say and believe those words, then why shouldn't you be baptized? Maybe it's your changing of your life, cleansing. And I think you can be baptized at any age you want. You can be rebaptized if you want. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with being rebaptized. I think a lot of times it's a. You don't even have to be able to say the words. A little, you, you, could, you could rejuvenation, a little re, re, revamping, a little, you know, yeah. retreading, as, as people might say. Like you could even be incapable of speaking the words. <laughs> like a baptism can be cool, like after graduation, to give your new um, degree and your, your uh, new path into life. Of, but we don't take it lightly, though. We don't take it lightly. It's, I mean, honestly, it's very, very serious, very, very serious time. How are you doing over there? Oh, good. Okay. What are you thinking about? I'm sorry. You're hungry. I'm sorry. It's Tim. It's either sorry, hungry. Sorry. It's either hungry or he's sleepy. Or the bathroom. Or the bathroom. Got, Those I, I, he comes in the door. Got to go to the bathroom. Every <laughs> time he walks in the door here, can I use the bathroom? I think you just like my bathroom. Very it is a nice bathroom. A nice cushion seat now in there. You know, the bidet. Yeah, either bidet. <laughs> got a beautiful bidet. Temperature control over there. Mm-hmm. Which does hey, come to our church. We've got a nice bathroom. <laughs> if nothing else, we do have that. You know what? I don't care why they come. Get cleansed in more ways than one. Get them in the door. If you get them in the door, I guarantee we can make them stay. So if, if, if it's meant to be, if they're meant to hear the, the, the word that we're, that we're trying to throw out there, well, let me tell you something. There's a lot of closed minds out there that could hear us and maybe wake up. Yeah. We do or things differently. Even if they don't wake up, maybe be a little bit nicer or have a better outlook on certain on, on, on things. But it's not always about being nice either. Yeah, we talk about that. It's not always about being nice. It's about being kind. Being kind. About being Christ-like. Well, Christ wasn't always nice. No, I didn't say that. I said it's about being You're Christ like right. What is a Christian? What is the definition of Christian? Being Christ-like. Christ-like. Christian. Christ-like. He, he, he loves... From both, from, from the whole spectrum, that's not being nice. <laughs> that's love, being, that's love being is all right. encompassing, right? Love. Okay, we talk about tough love all the time, right? We talk about you have to. God is going to punish you if you do something wrong. He is. Is he going to punish you justly? Hell no. We should be you know how I know that because he lets us get away with murder just about. You know, he. I mean, not. Well, I mean, don't take it the wrong way, people. Come on, look. Well, I mean, we he lets us get away with a lot of things, and and the punishment never is strong enough for what we do. I mean, we did technically murder his son. So we did. Kind of. He let us get away with it. <laughs> Listen, thank you for saving me on that one. Look, people say to me, "God's not fair." God's not fair. You're right. God's not fair. He should have wiped us off this earth a long time ago. Right. And we continue to sin and, and continue to rebuke him. So how is what you're doing fair to him? That love that we have, that we say that we give and all this, it came from somewhere. It didn't just come out of the air. I talk about this. If you don't have that love for yourself, you got to learn to accept that love from God that he's given you. Until you can learn to accept that love from God and take it and be selfish with it, let it develop your whole... In, Envelop your entire body, your entire psyche, your entire soul, all of you. Once you do that, then you can realize that you can give that love away. So many of us try to say, I love you, and give that love away when we have empty pockets. There's nothing there. There's no, there's no love in our pockets. There's Coming no the love door, in our hearts. Screaming baby and stuff like that. And <laughs> we all have our own little, 
our own little issues. Issues. Our little things that grate our nerves. What's the whole idea of being here? What's the whole idea of coming to church? Why are you on this earth? To live Christ-like lives. Love and worship God. Serve and worship God. How else can you do that but to love yourself first of all? Because that's mm -hmm. the love that you give freely, unconditionally. Gives unconditional love. Take that in. Quit trying to block it out. Quit trying to say you're not worthy. Quit trying to say, no, Lord, I can't. Take the love he's giving you. Bring it into your heart. Bring it into your souls. Let it make you smile. Love yourself after that point. Then keep that love going by passing it on to everybody <laughs> else you know. Wow. That love, you know what? That just keeps the bank just keeps building. Because it, it, the interest just grows and grows and compounds and all this. And the love just overflows from you after a while. And you realize, wow, I, I, I love myself so much. But it's not about me being selfish because I love all these other people too. <laughs> you get love. You get love. Love's amazing. You all get some love. Love is amazing. So is hate. That's amazing. No, no amazing, <laughs> is, amazing is the most perfect word when you really think of what amazing is. Amazing it does not mean joyful. Amazing means something grand. And they both... The yin and the yang. We talked about that. The equalization of the universe. You can't. You cannot know truly know what this is without knowing what this is. You've got to experience both to appreciate both of them. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, our emotions were just still living down here, which is where we normally live in emotion. We have our emotions down here on the pendulum. It's kind of okay, but we want to experience those. We experience that love. That that oh that oh that mm, that love. That you know what I'm talking about. That love. You gotta know this. Mm -hmm. Most of us have seen this. Most of us have seen this. Most of us don't see this. Why not? Hate? Love. Most of us have seen the hate. Probably because we fear what love, if we see the love that's equal to that hate, if we pursue that love. It's the, it's the fear of losing it. That fear of that pain. That's right. The fur of that pain. That pain. Yeah, exactly. Once we know that pain, we put up a brick wall to try and stop us from having that pain again. But when we do that, what do we do? We're also putting a brick wall against love. We don't need a border wall. It comes in like jealousy or fear or something that emotion that gives a preset when you're already in that love. Love is cool, everything's good, but you see something that has already happened that was painful. Sabotaging ourselves by removing our past. You're right. We do it all the time. In a lot, not just love, in all aspects of our lives, yeah. we sabotage ourselves. Our past is meant to, for us to learn from. Our not, past is meant for us to grow from, not to, not to hinder us. Yes, there are times to be more cautious. You know, don't put your hand on that hot stove. But you're only going to be able to, like, it's going to take you to get burnt to know that. Right! Which is why you know, don't put your hand on that hot stove. It doesn't always take a person to get burnt to, to know. Because there are people who can't feel that well, learn that you can't this. touch it. Remember this. Remember I said earlier about, about, about listening to your elders? And how hard it is sometimes to listen to your elders? Let me tell you something. I've put my hand on that stove many a time. And I can tell you over and over and over again, don't put your hand on the stove. That's one of those things you pretty much, you're either going to listen to me, which you're probably not, because you're going to go, oh, I got this. What are you talking about? I'm quicker than you, old man. Watch me. And you get burnt. It's actually so accidentally, on purpose, 
And you sabotaged your own self because you didn't listen. But those three times, I, the, the lesson got downloaded, so I, now I know it's still, it really, it's really hot. So. It's hot. Protect yourselves, but give your love freely. You'll find that if you are able to give that kind of love, you don't need to protect yourself. You're already protected. Because love begets love, begets love, begets love, begets love. And even when the people upstairs are noisy and they get on my nerves too, they don't know if they're doing anything wrong. And if they do, so what? We know that at least we know the people are alive up there. Mm -hmm. okay. Anything else for me this week, guys? Mm -hmm. I love you. I love all of you. I do. It's, it's Valentine's Day or something in here, but it's not. It's the middle of July. Mm -hmm. We've got yellow and white flowers. We've got Valentine's Day. <laughs> don't forget to love yourself. He loved you first. He loved you first. Give that love away. But you have it, don't hold on to it. Because even love can fester inside you. Love is meant to be given away. So let's close out with a little prayer. Oh, wait a minute. I was about to say. Hold on. Oh, I was about to say. I was going to wait until you finish. But... Here's what I do. I'm going to give you one more week. This is an important topic. Men for others. Men for others. Men and women for others. We might we might honestly end up doing like a middle of the week kind of a thing. I know. But we yeah, I, won't do, I won't do this Sunday. This next Sunday, we're going to do, we're going to talk about, I'm going to put half of the, of the, of the time away. We're going to talk about being men and women for others. Why don't you make mm -hmm. it the sermon? So that we definitely because it's got to it's got so to fit. Definitely end up talking. Well, let's see. Well, let me look at what the scripture readings are for next week, and we'll see if it fits. If it was a sermon, then he'd be doing all the talking. He wants us to do. Something. I want y'all to do some thinking here. It's already written out what it is. I just want to discuss it. That's all I want you to do is read it on the damn website, and then come in and we'll talk about it. That is not no damn website. That's our website. Thank You're right. Very much. And I've not had anything. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's let's. let's, let's Huh? Deacon Putain? He's not Deacon yet. Deacon elect. <laughs> Alright. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you for this gift of community you've given us. For the gift and the ability to come together so freely and speak our minds and speak our emotions and, and, and the ability to hear each other and learn from each other. You know, so many people in so many different ways are limited, not only by themselves and what they allow themselves to do, allow themselves to hear, allow themselves to share, but by oppression from outside sources all over this world. We are truly blessed to have the freedom that we have here to sit within these walls and share your love with each other. I only ask, Lord, that you help us now to share that love outside of these walls and to bring more in so that the, the growth and the giving and the love never, ever, ever ends. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Thank you very much. See you next week at 3 p.m. God bless you all. I love you. <laughs>